We are here. We are here. We are here. First episode. How you feeling, bro? Um, anxious, nervous. <laughs> you just talking to your bro, man. I mean, <clears throat> we letting other people listen to the conversation. Actually, but. I lie. I ain't none of those because I really don't care what people have to say at this point in life. Um, so. so, fun fact. This is actually the second take of the first episode because the first time we came in here and tried to do this, we talked about probably about three, four shows worth of content. Yeah. And in what was supposed to just be the introductory episode and letting y'all know how we met and how the podcast became to be a podcast. So we're going to stick to the assignment. Today, today we got structure. <laughs> today we, we got, got notes. We got it on a notepad. <laughs> like one of those yellow notepads that you get from Walmart that's like a dollar and some change. Right, right. So, you know. we, we organize in these streets, kind yeah. of, sort of. So the first thing we're going to go on is how we met. Y'all heard, might have heard a little bit of it. Um, in our snippet commercial yeah the trailer yeah the the trailer trailer. but i gotta tell the story the full story because it's funny please do so caleb doesn't remember us meeting but i do i mean (laughs) and here's why because as a worship leader i do different things outside of my church and when i do those things um i get a chance to rock with my friends that i've met either through church or just through life and so we were at a service and I had known his wife Maya for years prior to them getting married. And so we have ministered together before. I had something coming up and I wanted her to be a part of it. Uh, however, I hadn't met Caleb yet. So I seen them at a service. I run up to Maya. Oh my God, so good to see you. Congratulations. And Caleb's sitting there, and he's looking. And fellas, y'all know the look when somebody's talking. Another male is talking to your girl, and you don't know who they are. And I mean, and, it got classifications your, to it. Some, and your girl is excited about talking to the person. Because me and Maya are friends, so we family. So we, you know, we go so way mean? back. <laughs> what y'all so, and who knowing that I've, I've had this issue before where because I know the wife or know the girlfriend and we've worked together i reach out to her directly not on some disrespect but just because that's who i know and it's been an issue at times with people's significant others that they weren't involved in that process so other 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 people right keeping that in mind and seeing how he was looking at me looking at him looking at me (laughs) (laughs) i was like my bad i'm chris you're Caleb, because of course, you know, their pictures are online from the wedding and stuff like that. So, I, you know, I know him, him by face and by name, but we haven't officially <laughs> met yet. But Caleb was not having none of that on this day. Was <laughs> he was cordial. I was lost but... <laughs> in the thoughts. I didn't really know what was going on. I'm just like, <sighs> who is this? Hey, hey, yo, uh, all right. I, I ain't gonna lie. I almost said, hey, yo, nigga. But I stopped because I was like, but when we in church, to, you have, I didn't care. <laughs> I know that now. I, but. I was like, um, if I'm gonna call you out, I'm gonna call you out. But, oh, excuse me, y'all. 
He in here choking. Hey, no, I ain't, man. I had a soda <laughs> and it made me burpity burp. But no, nah, like, I just, I ain't know. But go ahead. So, that's how we met. We met because I hadn't seen his wife in a long time. Uh, was congratulating her on them getting married. And so I introduced myself to him. And we've been cool ever since. Like, we've worked together um, yeah. for different events. <clears throat> um we broke bread together. He didn't been at the house uh, with my crazy kids, and so huh. <laughs> we actually uh, have a we share a goddaughter. Yep. Um, so that I mean, so we've we've <clears throat> literally become family since that first kind of awkward encounter. And it was only for like thirty seconds. <laughs> it really was. But in man world, thirty seconds it's is like, like thirty three hours. No, it's when like, you go back and you think about it, like, you be like. Yo, this man was really looking at me like he was going to take my head off. And I didn't even know him. And um, So, God, I'll be seeing you soon. Um, you can tell me my wrongs when I get there. Right. <laughs> but it was funny because I know like on the, um, <laughs> on the first one that we recorded, the truth of it is I was thirsty. That's still a fact. Like, I get thirsty randomly all the time. And it was bad because... If I'm not mistaken, when she met you that day, I also did that because I was hungry. So you, so you were hangry is what you're saying. I was hangry, and thirsty, thirsty, and I was confused. Right. And so, that's, not a good, that's not a good combination. But, I mean, like you said, like since then, everything has been cool and copacetic. Like, um, like that encounter was f- more funny than it was negative. Especially now that we look back on it and realize how much we have in common. <laughs> and how much we think alike. And it's funny because Maya be like, Caleb, I need you to connect with men. I'm like, I don't like them niggas. <laughs> and it's not like I don't like all men. It's just I'm very... I've All my life, I've never been open to new people. I like change, but I don't like changing people. So... Yeah, you you got a solid core that you rock with. And- yeah, and, if I, and, I'm, and sometimes like with my homeboys, like I don't hit them up all the time. But when I see them, it's, it's all up. Like, Same. Like, like some of my homeboys, they'll be like, hey, man, um, we know you don't go out. Or we know you don't do so-and-so, but it's what's the name birthday, and we're going to Seattle. I'll be like, what day? Saturday, bet. I'll be there. All right, cool. Or, like, stuff like that. Like, I, I chill with them. Right. But it's, and, it's not, and they know it's nothing against them at all. It's just I'm very, I've always, since I was a kid, like just not being around people. I don't know. It's it's it. I don't know. It's just weird. Like I used to go outside when I was like six years old. I would go outside and I had a swing set, and I would sit on top of that swing set and just play around all day. My brothers would be there. Hey, Caleb, you want to go to the store? Mm-mm. Can you bring me back some uh, water or something? Yeah, cool. Bring it back to me. They give it to me, and I'd be I'd be sitting outside from the time the sun came up to the time the sun came down by myself and my dog. <laughs> That's it. So it was so weird. Caleb is antisocial. Um, just so you guys know, I'm not asocial. Really. <laughs> yes, you're asocial, asocial not I'm antisocial. Ve- I'm very asocial, like, and um, and I'm an introvert. So I will literally sit in a room with people and be quiet. And people are like, you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. You'll talk to me, we'll laugh for 30 seconds, then I'll be like, I shared an introvert post, um, it might have been yesterday, that was talking about just like, like yes, I'm an introvert. Um, yes, I, I like people, but no, I don't like people. It was kind of going down the list of things, and I was like, Yo, this is definitely me. <laughs> you're an introvert that forces themselves that you're an introvert with good people skills. Yes. That's what I say. I tell people like I'm an introvert that fakes extrovert. 
And see, it, to, for me, it just depends because in certain environments, I am very much an extrovert. Like, um, it just depends on my level of comfort, my level of familiarity with whatever the environment is. Because, so just a quick story. When I worked at uh, Washington Mutual, mm-hmm. uh, I invited my staff. I was the assistant manager at the time. So I invited my staff. We had a some kind of service on a Friday or something like that. So I was like, hey, you know, if you guys want to come out, you know, you're more than welcome. And to my surprise, they all showed up. And you've seen me in church. <laughs> I'm not the same person. So when they see me, because at work, I, you know, I talk if necessary and do my job, make sure they do in their job. And then, you know, yeah. we go home. Yeah. But that makes sense. they see me at church. And so we got to work on Monday. They're like, we don't know who that guy is. <laughs> who was that? Where were you? Because you weren't where you said you were going to be. Because that guy is not the guy we see in here. And I was like, well, it just depends on the environment. I said, I can't be running around hollering in here. Man. And <laughs> People would be getting nervous. That's I worked in a university place. Caleb, I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's like, well, I'll be at work. And like, so like, if we have like an old kid, because um, a lot of people know I work for James Matthew Commission. Uh, basically, like uh, emergency placement for um, foster kids, right? Gotcha. So, like, we'll be at work, and like, let's say, like, one of the old kids are in the house while a new kid is transitioning in, and I'll be like sitting there, like, on the sofa or in my little spot, like, sitting at the table, because I don't like sitting around those kids. I like personal space, like, right. like, yo, like, you, they get too close, I'm like, yo, back up, uh, you too close to me. But, like, we'll be sitting there. Like, I think it was like a couple weeks ago, we had like two new kids come in, and one of the kids that we have, uh, he was there. He was like, the other kid came up there was like, does that, does that staff not like us? He was like, oh, no, Mr. Caleb, he just don't talk. He was like, what, what you mean he don't talk? If he don't feel like talking, he's not going to start up a conversation. If you get him to talk, and he'll talk with you for a while. But you have to get him to talk. And it's like that. Like with some people, <clears throat> it's funny because some people know me as Caleb. He can talk. And some people know me as he really don't say too many words. That kind of shows you who I let into my bubble, right? Because you have because you have people exactly. Yeah. You have people that will have a different perspective of who you are based on how they've experienced you. Yeah. So there's people that like because they see. Um, I lead worship at church. I'm the youth mm-hmm. pastor at church, and all that. And so they they have a. I never forget. I had my my brother Kevin Lyle. Shout out! Shout out to Kevin. Um, he came over to the house uh, one Sunday after church for dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, they were new uh, to the area, new to our church. So just, you know, wanted to reach out and, and be welcoming. Mm-hmm. And so we sat, um, watched fo- the football game. He saw I had Xbox. He's like, you play video games? <laughs> I said, yeah, you don't? He's like, yeah. He said, but I would never have thought. You would play video games. I was like, <laughs> why? <laughs> he said, because, you know, you, you, you're, I see you at church and you're preaching and you're singing and you're ministering. And he said, I just never pegged you as a. I said, yeah, I, I do that and I do this. Like, it's, you know, and, but for him, it was just, you know, it was just kind of a eye opening yeah. that, like, oh man, regular dude. Like, yes, does ministry, but regular dude. And so, you know, and like, to, like I said, to this day, you know, we still brothers. He, he's since relocated a few times, but, you know, we still keep in contact and keep in touch. But, you know, it, it was to just to 
support your point mm -hmm. of it just depends on how you've experienced me will determine what type of person you think I may be because I am an absolute fool online so you wouldn't even sometimes you would wouldn't even know what I do or <laughs> like unless I talk about it because if you just went and scrolled out my timeline you wouldn't be able to tell if I was having a good day, a bad day, a wonderful day, a miserable day. And they be the funniest things in the world because nobody really knows what's going on. Like, and it's, I don't know, like being an introvert sucks sometimes because um, I'm, I'm good at multitasking with things I feel like multitasking. Like, me and you just did the exact same thing. I was talking to you and you was on your phone. You was talking to me and I was on our phone and both of us still understood what was going on. Right. And a lot of people don't understand it. I'm glad my wife do, cause um, yeah. <laughs> but like, um, it's weird, cause people will see this interaction, or like, I have somebody like a, a, a kid to come to a photo shoot with me, right? And I'll be doing a photo shoot, and I'm teaching them while like I'm doing a photo shoot, and they'll see me, boom, having like being like super super engaged. Then we get back to the house, and they just laugh like, "What's funny? You was doing all that talking. Now you don't want to talk no more." No. Yeah, I'm done talking. The like, talking portion of the day is over. Man, <laughs> the best thing in the world is big crowd decompression afterwards. Listen, because every Sunday <laughs> after church on my way home, um, I'm in the car. It's just me. I may be listening to music or whatever, um, but I just I'm not saying nothing. Then I get home, and depending on what's going on at the house, uh, I, I sit down. Take my shoes off, breathe, and just, you know. Man, it'd be like that. Like, I know, like, when um, me and Maya would go to, like, cookouts or, like, any type of function, I get back to the house, depending on the time. She was like, you, 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 need, you need a second? Yes. I would get in my car, and I'd go for, like, a 15-minute drive. Because I done been around all those people, and during that drive, my bones and skin literally feels like it's just relaxing. Yeah. Because the longer I'm away from home, the more agitated I get. And not because things are bad or it's not, I'm not having a good time, but I just feel like, um, and I know this is going to sound really silly, but for me, I'm like, I've been gone from my house 12 hours. Like, I'm paying, and I still have to pay the light bill. <laughs> I still have to pay, like, I'm not even there using it, but I still got to pay for it. That makes sense, though. <laughs> my, my thing is the kind of opposite. Mine is like... If, if I'm having a good time, it's different. And it all depends on who I'm with. That's the biggest part. Like, if I'm with my homeboys and, like, um, I'm at their house. Like, let's say me and my, let's say it's the ideal situation where me and Maya done drop the boys off and the boys is chilling with whoever they with until the next day. And Maya is with her homegirls. I will be with my friends. And, like, let's say they say, hey, man, come over at uh, 12. We're going to go out or we're going to go chill later tonight at 9. I'll be like, all right, bet. I'll go over there at 12, leave at 3, go to the house because I know ain't nobody there. <laughs> right. And then I'll be like, hey, what time y'all heading out? Oh, we heading out by around about 9. All right, cool. I done got to the house at 3, so I got like six hours. I'm going to play 2K, Listen. 2K, some Call of Duty, <laughs> and then I'm going to get back on 2K. Then I'm going to go on Instagram for a little bit. And while I'm doing all of this, I'm multitasking because 9 times out of 10, while I'm playing 2K, I'm watching some movie. On my phone, or listen, or, or some YouTube video by uh, photography on my phone, and then I leave the house, and I don't want it to feel awkward, so I'm so I ask like random questions to Maya. Where you at? Blah like blah. Will you be home in the next like six hours? No. I. Why? Uh, I'm about to take a nap. 
That's all. <laughs> so you just told on yourself, Maya. You don't be sleep. You don't she, be sleep. She know I, I, know I, she I know. can't sleep. <laughs> I know. She when know. the boys ain't home, yo, me and Two K is about to play. <laughs> and it's crazy oh, because now I actually have more time to do stuff like that. And like, if anybody's seen anything I posted in the last couple of days, y'all know I've I've just decided to do nothing because I don't get to do nothing often. So literally, yo, that's the like, best feeling in the world. I got I got out of the bed today in time enough to shower <laughs> and get here so we can do this. Yo, like doing nothing, like I didn't I didn't understand it because I guess for me the the essence of thinking about doing nothing means that you're doing nothing means that you're doing nothing. That doesn't make sense <laughs> until I break it down. For me, to me, doing nothing means lazy. Because to most people, that's what black people, black parents, and taught me. If you're doing nothing, you lazy. I wish they would have never taught me that because they only said doing. They didn't. They didn't like break it down. Like I ain't finna tell Eli he get up. Boy, you're doing nothing. You're lazy. If this little boy plays, like let's say he plays a sport, he's getting good grades and he does after like is always gone, and it's a Saturday morning and. I done cut the grass and we cleaning up the house and the whole house cleaning. It's like 12 o'clock, ain't nothing to do. And I'm and he's sitting on the sofa. I'm not going to say find something to do. I'm going to say, you want to play 2K? Yeah. Oh, you, you don't want to do nothing? You just want to watch TV? All right, cool. Let's do it. We had to learn that with the kids too. Like, because they're, because they, when they were all in school, they were so active. They played, all three of them ran track, uh, played mm-hmm. basketball. Zakyla played volleyball. Makai played football like so they were always and it was you know the seasons are back to back so they really didn't have no time off until pretty much the school year was just about over that makes sense and so from practices and tryouts to then the season and you travel and when they had away games they would get back later it was just you know so we had to make sure that we were giving them that that balance like yeah, I'm, I bet you are tired. Because <laughs> I would be tired if I was doing what you Bruh. do from, you know, 6 in the morning when you got to wake up and you're not getting home sometime till 7 mm. at night. And you literally have been gone all day. Like, like you've had to sit and pay crazy. attention and stay awake in school. Because them classrooms <laughs> go to, cold and you got to stay. Right. You know how hard it is it's staying a, awake in cold? Like, it's I, ain't gonna lie. I love my parents. But... Um, when I was in high school, I played. Um, I was in chorus, and I play, and I was playing basketball. And how my basketball team was, we used to practice twice a day. We used to practice early morning at like, cause school started at like eight, I think in Florida, eight nine somewhere around there. But we'll be in practice three hours before school started, so we practice for like an hour and a half before school. Take a shower, and then come back to school. Then you go through all of your classes, and then our last period was. Um, I think so. My senior year, my senior, year, uh, my last period was like basketball. My last period was sports, athletics. But like the last like couple minutes of it, it transferred into basketball practice. But like how it will work is, I get done, then I get do basketball practice, and school get out like three o'clock. I'm at basketball practice to like six thirty, seven, and then right after that, I'm going home to do whatever my parents have me to do, and then it's time for me to go to bed. And right. then when a Saturday would come around, since I was young and I was in love with basketball, the um, the rec center, we used to call it the alt, the auditorium. The alt used to open up at, um, like, I think it was like 10. And I'd be playing basketball from like 
10 or 10 to like 3. And then I come home, and as soon as I walk to the door, you need to go out there and help your daddy cut the grass. Like I told him I was going to cut it when I got home. Well, you're home now. You need to go cut it. How I walk into the door in an argument on something that I said I was going to do at 3 o'clock and it's 2.45. I'm here to do it. And I'm like, and it grew growing up. It was like with that of if you're not doing something, you're lazy mentality. Like I remember one day I was sitting and this was like I had did all of the chores around the house. My All of my brothers had moved out. We ain't staying. No, our house was, my dad had built our house. It was we had a whole section of a house on our side, the, the boys. It was three bedrooms, no, it was four bedrooms, a bathroom over there. We had a den. We had like 10 rooms in this house. My daddy built the whole entire house. It took him seven years. So I done cleaned up the whole side of the house and the living room. Cut the grass. We stayed on three and a half, eight, 3.8 acres. Cut the whole grass. It's a Saturday now. My mama comes home. And I'm watching TV. But why are you being lazy? You ain't doing nothing. You ain't did nothing all day, have you? I said, did you not see the grass? Okay, well, you cut the grass. What else you do? The dishes are washed. All right, well, this, that, and the third. Well, this is done. All right, well, this, that, and the third. I was like, it's all done. She's like, all right, well, did you take out some food? You didn't call me and tell you to take out the food out. Actually, what you want me to take out? And you said you was going to pick something up. Well, obviously, I didn't, so why you didn't take no food out? How am I going to lose this? <laughs> like, you literally made an argument that I cannot win just to say that I'm lazy. And I'm like, it's all right. But then, like, going back on it, I started to realize that a lot of that stuff ain't even my mama's fault. It just comes from a lot like of um, what me and my best friend and me and Mike be talking about is like that black parenting that comes from, to me, slave ship type of stuff. And also just doing what <clears throat> they, what they knew. You know, yeah. I, I tell people all the time, like you try to give you, of course, every situation is different, Very, but try yeah. to give you, your parents some grace because they did the best they could with what they what had. they had and and that you know yeah. now that we know better we should do better i was just i shared this um i did a um kind of like a little live interview with um a sister of mine on monday and i was saying you know we we tend to not remember how it felt when we were our kids age when our parents would do stuff, they were like, ah, you know, so, you know, we, we try to parent with the mindset of, well, if it didn't work for us, mm-hmm. why put it on our kids? Like if, if we hated it, why are we going to try to force feed it to them? It just don't make no sense. That, that makes sense. Like it, for me, like, um, I, I didn't really believe in like childhood trauma like that because it, for me I'm thinking childhood trauma is you know like the extreme right abuse you system yeah, and all the yeah. other stuff. But as I got older, I started to like basically like re- like rewind my whole entire life. So um, I say I have ADHD and I hit all of the markers. I haven't went to a doctor yet, but a lot of my life makes sense because of it and how I act because I do simulations in my head a lot. Like, if I'm doing photography or thinking about something, I basically, it's like a whole entire movie in my head. And my and it's like I can, if I zone out, I'm probably looking at a wall and I don't see what the wall is. And I see exactly what I'm thinking about on the wall. So, for me, like, um, going back and thinking about, like, all of that stuff that I went through with my parents, I was like, man, there was a lot of childhood trauma. But then I started, like, breaking it down and, like, breaking down, like, the words and how it was. And I'm like, 
maybe my grandmama did that to my mama, so my mama didn't know no better. Right. And I'm like, all right. But at that same concept, it was a, it was an accountability thing. So um, for a while, me and my mama just didn't have the best relationship. Like, I just didn't want to talk to her for a long period of time because I knew after, like, five minutes, I would get annoyed because she would start saying something. Because for a long time, I actually I didn't go to church for, like, two years. Like, I was mad at God. I said, I don't know you. I don't know who you are. My mama called me and said, Caleb, you need to pray. All right, Priscilla, I'll talk to you later. It was, like, stuff like that. So what I did is, like, once I came back to myself, and um, and this, I ain't going to lie, I think this was, like, this year. Uh, this year or last year. Um, I talked to my brother about, like, my depression and what I was going through. And then I talked to my mom about it. Like, my mama knew bits of it, but she didn't know the depths of it. Um, I'm going to go into, like, the depths of it, like, in another episode. But me and her talked. And I explained to her all of this stuff, or the, like, how it affected me over, like, the, the course of time. And she... She apologized in her native tongue, not in mine. I'm the type of person that'll be like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that to you. My mom is the type of person, well, son, I didn't know that affected you like that. Well, can we, uh, I hope you forgive me. For me, that's my mom apologizing. Right. And the old me would have been like, So you ain't gonna say sorry? Yeah, <laughs> but I'm thinking about it, I'm like, that's how she learned how to do it. And ever since then, my mom's relationship is fine. Like, we'll have our disagreements, but we'll have our disagreements. I was like, Mom, I love you, but can we switch the topic? She'll be like, all right. It's done because I started to learn like, yes, her parenting didn't, her parenting was effective. Yes, in the long term, some of those ways that happened could, shouldn't have, like, for me, should have went a little different. Right. But the thing, so I, I kind of like, I kind of like just forgave it. People say forgive and forget. I'm sorry. I don't know how people forget some things. I'm still working on that. Very true. But I can I know how people forgive. I forgave all of it, but that also stick in the back of my head that that's the stuff I'm not going to do because I don't want that generation of <laughs> perfect example. I don't want that generation of um what's the scripture that every parent say? Children obey your parents because this is right. right. I don't want that scripture to be installed in my child's head and not follow up with Fathers don't um, provoke your kids, or that, right. that's not the exact words, but that's what it is. So don't it's provoke like, them to wrath. Yeah. So that that context goes to me is your mama say, "I need you to do this." You say no. Boy, you better obey me. I am. Say it again. I'm gonna punch you in your face. So you're provoking me to say it again, so you can give me physical harm. And my favorite one is. Um, Say something again, I'm gonna put you six feet under. I do it. Here go the gun right here. Shoot me, dog. And it's like not like to that extent, but right. it's more of like those things that your parents did. They didn't mean it to be as big as you thinking about it. They meant it as a disciplinary act of I'm the parent. You're the child. I need you to listen to my instructions because I'm trying to do the best that I can as an adult. So don't take it to heart. And for me, after, like, when I went back and started looking at all of that stuff, like, my dad had never said nothing like, I'm going to kill you. I ain't, they ain't do nothing right. like that. But he did say, uh, if you call the police, I'm going to give you a whooping and then have my bags at the door so they can <laughs> pick me up. <laughs> that nigga was crazy. But, and, like, some of those examples aren't even stuff that my parents even said. Right. But it's just, like, random examples of, like, other stuff. Because my dad wasn't the type to be like, I'll put you six feet under. Like, stuff that was that demeaning, they never said. But I did get a... 
say it again, I'm going to give you a whooping. Right. And it's like stuff like that, like growing up and you hearing like other people say it. I don't want my generation of kids to go through that. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to say, yo, say it again, I'm going to punch you. They say it again, I'm going to follow through and I'm going to punch you. Can Why you did you punch your me? kids, man? When they 17, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> Not right now. Eli, he don't know what that is. Eli, be like, look, man, you need to stop. He do it again, I tell him again. He's only two years old. Right. But that whole generation of that? Yeah, I ain't with it. So watch me segue this into what was supposed to be our second podcast started. How did the podcast start? <laughs> so. Actually, this is, probably, this is how, how it started. This is how it started. And this is probably for some of y'all. Pun intended. Uh, <laughs> is the most y'all have heard Caleb talk, which is why I just let him rock because this it is probably it's probably the, the most you're gonna hear me talk. <laughs> nah, no, nah, not with some of these topics we got. It's definitely not. Uh, but yeah, touche. And this is really how it came to be. We were in our kind of our own corners of you know social media world, and every now and again we'd be on each other's posts or whatever, laughing, cracking jokes, what have you. We are reposting and then, every now and again. The Dear Some of Y'all actually came from me because I got tired of seeing when people would post about specific things. So just a generic example, um, all men are dogs, right? So we, mm, we would, quiet. You got it. then you have someone that's going to come on the post and be like, well, that's not all men. Or let me not say all men. They would be like, men are whatever. Or men do whatever. They say all men because they be doing that. They do that. All but where where my frustration came from when it wasn't all inclusive, it was like, man, women be da 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 da, and then you'd have women come on. Not all women are like that. You need to, and it's like, duh. We like we this. understand <laughs> I, that that it's not everybody, but it is enough of you. that we we can say we can we can put some of y'all. <laughs> Together, <laughs> you know. So no, it's not every single one of you, but it's enough of y'all that we could put some of y'all together, and that's how the the dear yeah. some of y'all posts started coming. And then for years, people have been like, "You just need to get a podcast." And I'm like, I will always push back uh, facetiously, be like, "Well, what would I talk about on a podcast?" <laughs> Yo, and so then it, so that that turned into dear some of y'all, and then Caleb. One one on one of the posts, or I said something about a podcast, and he was like, "No, I'm down. Let's do it." And I was like, "Okay," because we was posting something, and somebody said, "Should we start a podcast?" I was like, "All right," and everybody was like, "Y'all should really do it." And I'm like, "Dang, I ain't think that was gonna really happen." But I mean, I'm I'm I'm, and now we're here. I stick to my word, um, and I put a timeline on it. So yeah, and now we're here. But yeah, I mean, and I was just actually telling uh, my sister the other day. That um, when I was leaving from doing the live with her, I said, I'm so thankful for Caleb because the technology piece is <laughs> part of why I hadn't already done this. Because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to deal with that part. <laughs> like, I just want to be able to just say or talk about whatever it is the topic is and then go. Like, I don't want to have to worry about the the technology and mixing it and, and making sure like I don't want to do all that like and, and then I didn't up, up until you I didn't have somebody that <laughs> one knew man. what they were doing and two were willing was willing to actually 
do it with me. And somehow so, I just know how to do this stuff. Um, that is literally my um, thing for life. Um, I just learned how to do it. Uh, I used to make music, beats, and everything when I was in Afghanistan. He's not doing it anymore for uh, uh, those that may be wondering. I mean, you can hit me up. You're going to get the same response that everybody else get. Nah, I'm good. Um, actually, actually um, I had released two or three songs, and then I released like five different beats. The songs I had released was years ago. And then I was on like three songs. This is new information for me, folks. I forgot about it. Didn't know that until just songs. today. So breaking news. I think two of them got released, and one of them we just kept in our pocket. Actually, no, one of them I used to have the uh, I used to have the whole entire vocal on it. It's it's old. Breaking news. It's Caleb old. is also a recording artist in addition to all the other things that he does. We ain't gonna talk about man, I do a lot. <laughs> like, I don't know, I just like with photography, somebody asked you did I go to school for it? I didn't. Do you wanna know how I learned how to how to do photography? I Take had your a, pictures? I had a kid. <laughs> and I said, actually I photography I learned um I wanted to do photography because I grew up with no family pictures. Ah. So I got the camera and one thing led to another, and mm-hmm. I started, I was like, okay, this is decent. Then I bought a decent lens and started learning how to edit pictures. So I was like, all right. Like, my first picture I took was horrible. It looked like an iPhone 2. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. But, like, when I, like, how I am is I'm not, like, you know how some people, <laughs> it's going to sound messed up. You know how some people think they can sing, but they can't? I was actually just watching. Never mind. Yes, I understand. Let's, 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 let me like some. It's some people like think not even think they can sing. Let's just put that out there. Like some people think they can do something, but they really can't do it. Right. Um. I'm that complete opposite. Like if I see something, I'm gonna look at it and be like, "That's bad," and I'm gonna keep going until I get to where I want to look right. at it because. I'm and I think that like that's just me. The way the way our brains are set up, like <clears throat> from a scientific and medical standpoint, we really can't. It's that's not just a colloquialism that we you could do anything you put your mind to like for the most part you really can so it's just a matter of desire and, and tapping and, into it and how you acquire the knowledge to do what it is that you want to do now i say all the time because people ask me um like i play piano but i've never had lessons like no one, ear. i play by ear and so i know how to play piano i i don't i don't even like i'm working on Teaching myself how to read music because I don't know how to read music. No, nah, but you can also on that. I don't want to. But I also, to to read it. there's not really a need. I play out of necessity usually. Like I like to play. Don't get me wrong, but usually it's just you know it's what I it's part of what I do. I'm not out here like trying to be a producer or you know playing as a career. Um, and I have much respect and love for the folks that do that because that's a gift. And it's a, it's a talent and a desire and a passion that, as much as I enjoy music, mm-hmm. that's not where my passion lies to to do it to that, that level. That makes that makes sense. Side note: When will you ever need to read sheet music at a church? A see? prominently black see? church. See, think, see, think about it. Here you go. Here you go. All right, I'm gonna let it go. We gonna have to save that. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let be... it go. Shout out to. <laughs> I'm gonna let it go. But not like so like with photography and like with everything that I do. Um, so I'm gonna do a quick list of I had to do this for myself 
Because I know last time me and you was actually together, I had said something about the post where I said I'm going to be unapologetically great. So, from childhood to now, things that I've learned how to do outside of school is about almost 50. And as you have photography, electronics, anything electronics on a computer, I can figure out how to do it in probably like a day or two. Anything that I want to know how to do, I can figure out how to do it. I ain't gonna lie, when I was growing up, I didn't know how to dress at all. So what I did is I took a color wheel and I figured out color combinations. If you ever see me with clothes on, I never have on the same color. If I have on the same color, it's an all black suit. That is very true, now that I think about it. Everything I wear is color coordinated. I don't wear the same color. I learned that from my mama because I asked her, I said, yo, how, how did, I, I said, I wanna know how to dress better because I'm tired of just wearing forces. She was like, and she starts, and she was like, cause she used to be a seamstress. So she was the one, like that was where I learned the color palettes from. She was like, look, she said for every color, there's a color that matches it. She's like, for every two colors, you can find a color that goes in the middle that's a neutral, that balances it all out. And I was like, <clears throat> okay. So I would go to her and I would pull random colors and I would like put it together with the shoes. She was like, you almost there. And then I would keep going, and I'm like, all right, cool, there we go. So now I got my whole entire fit. And taking that example and going into, like, everything, if I don't know how to do something, I figure it out. Like, I learned photography. I know how to work on cars. I know how to fix certain cars. I know how to, like, install in-dashes in cars and stuff like that, like the whole entire radio system stuff. I used to do that junk in my old, every car I ever had except for my last one. So, like, all of that stuff, like, I just learned how to do it. And it was just... Uh, it was just fun to learn how to do it. But he's a photographer first, so don't be trying to hire him to come fix your car because you're probably going to get a no. You're going to get a no. <laughs> you might, right. You might, get, you might get something a little bit more emphatic than just no. But, uh, yeah, so don't y'all listen to this and be like, oh, I know who. Kayla. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ewing's photography is, <laughs> is what he does. That's because the thing <laughs> is, is like I, I love cleaning cars, so I clean my car all the time. And Maya asked you, like, babe, would you ever want to like do cleaning cars on the side? I said, no. She was like, why? I was like, I don't want to clean somebody else's car because I don't want to mess it up. And with everything else that I do, adding cleaning cars into the mix, that, that's just too much for me. So... <clears throat> Ewing's photography, one more time. That's that is what he does. E-W-I-N-G-S <laughs> photography. Look it up, you'll find it. And he's fire. So I just, it. I just know it. that you will not be disappointed. If if you don't follow him on Instagram and on Facebook, you should go ahead and check that out. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, you want to. If you type in E Wings, that's E-W-I-N-G-S, it's to pronounce Ewing's, it's literally the first it's the first thing that pops up. It's no other Ewing's with an S photography. It's like a Ewing, but E-W-I-N-G-S pops up first. All right, before we close out, um, I want to thank y'all for y'all being so pushy. Right, I was about to, because I was going to say, for, for pushing <laughs> us to do this, because this is y'all fault. Y'all right. asked for it, and so now it's here. Whoever was blessed with the um, spirit of pushiness, we appreciate it. Um... We got, man, we was looking at this, um, this post that we posted back in March 17th about these topics. Um, staying out of married people's inboxes. I, that, I'm a, yeah, that, 
I got some stories. <laughs> so these are these are the topics that you all um, said when we when we asked back in March. So y'all see how it's been a, a work in progress trying to get schedules in line, and then we just said, you know what, we just got to make it happen. So now we're making it happen. Yeah. So it's a lot of it's a lot of good ones on here. We ain't gonna read them all. But. Kendra, <laughs> I'm finna call you out. Why are men, aka drummers, thoughts? Kendra Tall. That's that's another fire photographer, uh, branding expert, uh, content plug. That's that's I love that the amazingness. <laughs> um, what else we gonna talk about it now? As I told you on the post, y'all may not like or agree with our position because you're not wrong, but there's more to it than just drummers being thought. Speaking as a former drummer myself, uh, me too. <laughs> that's how I started. Um, <laughs> my son posted how to get a sponsorship from Sprite. Shout out to Elijah. Oh, um, we don't know, but <laughs> maybe we could do some we research. We're going to find something out. <laughs> Purity clubs for boys. Yeah, because, you know, the girls are taught to keep their legs closed while the boys are out here. That must be a Washington thing. In Florida, they tell the boys that if you have sex before marriage, you're going to hell. Well, maybe it is because I don't see well, it being taught that way brought, out here. Nah, man, I brought up. <laughs> Definitely don't see it being taught that uh-uh. way out here. Um, one more before, because this was one we we kind of almost started talking about before we hit record, um, <clears throat> and this was actually uh, straight men and gay men how to coexist without all the weirdness. And that one is easy for me. Like I don't, I don't. I mean, I get some people's perspectives on it, but to me, like, if you scared to be around a gay man, do we need to talk? So, and because see, we gonna do what we said we wasn't gonna do. So let me just say this, and then that's we gonna all I'm gonna say on it. You then we gonna let y'all go. As I said to Caleb before we started recording, I said, "Here's what a lot of heterosexual men don't understand, because I mm-hmm. have family." Uh, friends, close friends, like, and what they, what a lot of heterosexual men don't understand is that, believe it or not, y'all thinking about gay men more than they are thinking about you. That's what I've noticed. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, bro, it's like, to me, it's really not that big of a deal. Like, if, if that person is gay, let them be gay. Why? Like, whatever. Cool. But it's like, if, I got, I got, I got gay homeboys. I don't really care. They see me. They was like, Caleb, what's up? What up, man? How you doing? You know, chilling. I, I ain't finna be like, you like, Caleb, what's up? Hey, man, don't talk to me. What? Come, come on, dog. It's, it's, so this it's, is a very, this is a lot of layers that we're gonna I, have we, to definitely unpack I'm later. I'm gonna say one more. This is the <laughs> see, last. See, this is what happened. This is the last one. You can time me. I got 30 seconds on this one, and this one is from Nadia Thomas. Nadia does. Um, Scent of Faith? Is that the name of it? But she does amazing candles. Um, I love her candles. We have a couple of them. So y'all so do we. See, y'all look her <laughs> up, man. She's amazing. But she said, bro code versus protecting women. Can you still uphold bro code and call out men for their unfavorable treatment towards women? I have a 30-second thing about that. Yes. You can. Um, you can. And you should. Look, if if you it, mm, 
I can't because I gotta I gotta clear that conversation with the person that I'm thinking about. Okay. Because uh, that might be our next topic. Cause I have a I'm like I'm gonna go in on that one if we do it. Cause I don't care. I I talk about it. Cause it was still messed up to this day how that went down. But it's if, yeah, if well, it's a person can, in my life we can that's a female and I'm close to them and I talk to them and you play them, you can stop talking to me. Especially if I've known them longer than you. Yeah, we got we both yeah. got some stories in that yeah. regard. So, to wrap it up, um, yeah. follow us on social media. We're or on don't. Instagram. We're on Facebook. I mean, we we'll appreciate the follow, but if you don't, I appreciate that too. No, Caleb, no I'm you joking. Want <laughs> people to follow us, Caleb. Nah, she, but, I told y'all. Nah, <laughs> but for real, uh, follow us on um, Instagram, uh, dear some of y'all, and follow us on Facebook at dear some of y'all. We uh, we appreciate every follow, uh, every listen, every like, every share, <laughs> every prayer. Yeah, because listen, some of these episodes is probably going to have you scratching your head. Some of them going to make you laugh. Some of them may make you cry. Let's see, y'all heard uh, more than y'all. More than I knew about Caleb. Y'all heard more than what y'all bargained for. That's what happened. Y'all started something because I got a lot of stuff to say. And he's been telling me that since March. Like, I got a lot of stuff to say. We needed to get this happening. So, it's happening, bro. We're here. We're doing it. So, again, thank you all for listening. Appreciate it. Like, share, comment. Let us know what you liked, what you didn't like. We are not uh, extremely sensitive individuals. We want to put the best content out possible and we want to talk about the things y'all want to hear oh um we're gonna be making a um youtube channel for it yes sir uh where we're gonna be uploading it and also um probably later tonight i'm gonna make a um kind of like a forum or something so people can go to it and fill out like what they want to submit for us to talk about Yes, and we are also uh, dear some of y'all at gmail.com so you can send your topic suggestions or prayer requests. And we're, looking, uh, we're looking for sponsors. Uh, yeah, Sprite, if you're listening. Just saying. And I mean, if you want, if you want us to shout you out on the show, just DM us. Uh, we'll talk about that. And Center of Faith is Nadia's. I looked it up. Yep, that, it is Center of Faith. Center right. Faith. Of faith. Yes. Um, if y'all need a doula, my wife is amazing, Maya Ewings. Auntie Dula, aka there we go. Marquita Ferguson, uh, is also amazing, and they do work together as well. So, um, if y'all looking for a church home, no. <laughs> <laughs> see now we now we no, now I'm we stop. getting into. I'm gonna stop. We supposed to be supposed to close this out. Yeah, that's all.